Good morning, everyone. May the Lord richly bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in to our live broadcast. I'm Jason DeMars, and I want to remind you, if you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, you can contact me at jasondemars.com, or you can also contact me through any social media platform that you're listening in on this morning, or if you're listening to a recording, whatever time of the day that might be. So I want to start a topic today called Rapturing Faith. And so I'm going to begin going through this, and it'll take me several sessions to do that. But we will get started right away. Also a reminder that we have books and uh, DVDs and tracks available for outreach on uh, on my website, jasondemars.com. You click on resources, and there you'll see quite a number of materials that are available. Go ahead and place an order if you want to. It's completely free. You can also donate to cover some of the costs, or you can cover the shipping costs if you want to. Whatever you would have on your heart, that would be just fine. So rapturing faith is my new topic. This is part one. And I want to just kind of set some, um, lay some foundation here before we get into the details. Um, Many around the end time message of movement have regarded rapturing faith only as a future instantaneous and immediate work of grace. Now, there's definitely going to be an instantaneous and immediate work that changes us and transforms us in a twinkling of an eye. But I want to suggest to you and show you based on the scriptures and the message that rapturing faith is a progressive or in other words, it's a process that we are going through right now. I'm not saying that rapturing faith doesn't have a future and instantaneous aspect to it, but that we can't ignore the progressive nature of it and only emphasize its future application. If we do that, then we miss, we look forward to what God is doing, we look back to what God has done, but we're missing what He's doing today, and we can't do that. We have to, we have to avoid doing that. We have to see who the, what the Lord is doing, present tense. Um, so we grow into rapturing faith. We're not waiting for it merely in the future. We are experiencing precisely what we need today in order to obtain rapturing faith. First, what is the concept of rapturing faith? Is the concept biblical? Where do we find this concept? Let's look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5. It says, By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. So by faith, Enoch was translated. So Enoch had rapturing faith. Other patriarchs had faith. Uh, By faith, Abel. By faith, Noah. By faith, Abraham. Through faith, also Sarah. And we go on and on. Through faith, through faith, through faith. But only Enoch had the kind of faith that produced a translation, that produced 
a rapture. Enoch's faith translated him from earth to heaven. It's from the same nature of faith. It's the same nature of faith. It's not a different faith uh, completely. It's the same nature of faith, and yet it's a different purpose. purpose. Remember, Brother Branham said, we need greater faith now. He says, we hardly have faith to heal a toothache. We need faith to change the, the, this body for a rapture. It's the same faith. It comes by the grace of God. It's not a faith we work ourselves into. It's rapturing faith. It's not rapturing works. It's not rapturing, rapturing, it's rapturing grace, not rapturing merit. So I want to show you uh, and submit to you now that it is a faith that's directly connected to sanctification. And I want to show you from the scriptures that there is an end time sanctification that happens prior to the rapture doesn't take place at any other period of time in history. So first, before we do that, I want to take a look at the proper understanding of sanctification. Acts 26, verse 18, I want to look at. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Those, are, those words are in red. Those are the words of Jesus Christ. Sanctified by faith that is in me. If you look at that closely, it says that have been sanctified. So it's, it's not by works we're sanctified, it's by faith. So this word there says we have been sanctified. It's a finished, it's a completed work according to what Jesus is saying there. It's not by works. This word for sanctified is hagiadzo. And it means to make holy, purify, consecrate. Romans 15, verse 16. That I should be the minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering up of the Gentiles might be acceptable, being sanctified by the Holy Spirit, having been sanctified, having been sanctified by the Holy Spirit. So it's through the Holy Spirit that we're sanctified. We're not holy. He is holy. The Holy Spirit comes in. As a result, we become sanctified. That's important to understand. The Holy Spirit comes and we're sanctified. The work is finished. It's completed. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing left to do. But I, what I am saying is that this, according to these scriptures, sanctification is a finished, finished process. It's completed. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. I'll explain more, don't worry. <laughs> Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 
13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Again, the tense of the Greek word is that sanctification is a past tense, having been sanctified of the Spirit. So already completely sanctified by the Spirit. And it is through the sanctification of the Spirit that we are saved. The Holy Spirit makes us holy. The Holy Spirit consecrates us the moment we receive it. We are set apart to Him. We are holy because the Holy Spirit lives within us. In the sermon, Be Not Afraid, in 1963, Brother Branham says, As I said, there's no great men and holy men. There is not. We are not any of us holy. we got a Holy Spirit in us, but we're not holy. It's, it, it's, he is the one who's holy. It's His holiness, not mine, not yours, His. All right, Hebrews 10, verse 10. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all by the which will we are sanctified not our being sanctified we are sanctified and i want to look at this verse in the weist expanded translation he says he takes away the first in order that he may establish the second so he takes away the first covenant to establish the second covenant by means of which so through the second covenant the new covenant by means of which we by means of which will we stand permanently set apart for God and His service through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So here we see we're sanctified by faith, we're sanctified by the Holy Spirit, and we're sanctified through the blood. In God's eyes, Sanctification is a finished work. We're complete. We're set aside for God's service. We're permanently set apart for God. In other words, we are positionally sanctified upon the experience of the new birth. Positionally sanctified by, upon the experience of the new birth. But sanctification is also an ongoing process, an ongoing work of the Lord. And let's just take more a closer look at that. Um, Ephesians 1 verse 4. Um, just to explain a little bit more. In this sense that we're talking about sanctification as a finished work, um, it, it's closely connected to our justification. Justification is God's sentence passed upon us. You are just because of the blood of Jesus Christ. God looks to, at us through the blood and says, You are just and you are righteous. At that same time, that puts us in the position of being holy. Holy means set apart for service. It's through faith we're made holy. 
Justification is what the judge has determined in our case. Sanctification is put in place as a result of our justification. Sanctification is the place that we are put in. However, sanctification is also a process. So let's, let's look at uh, Ephesians 1 verse 4 before we look at the process. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So his choosing of us and our experience of salvation means that before him we are holy and without blame. In other words, we're just. We're, we're, we're sanctified and justified before him in love. We're going to get more into the process next time. I just want to show you very, very briefly in the scriptures that yes, indeed, it is a process. Also, just one scripture we're going to look at this time. That's 2 Corinthians 3, verse 18. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So from glory to glory, we're being changed. It's a process God is working through in us. So yes, sanctification is finished. It's closely related to our justification. True bride Bible justification results in the fact that we are set apart for God. As I'm closing this, I'm going to show it in the scriptures as we go forward, but I want you to understand we are being sanctified. We have been sanctified, and we will be sanctified completely in the future. So it's, it's finished, it's in process, and it's in future. And it all depends on which angle you're looking at it from in, in, in this, this sense. And we'll, we'll look more into the, that uh, as we go on further. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or testimonies, please let me know. Thank you for listening in. May the Lord richly bless you.